Welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged, the world's number one live podcast experience, according to my best friend, Drew. Every week, I try to get the most interesting people you've never heard of and put them in front of a live studio audience, studio being a Zoom call, and ask them the questions that no one else is willing to ask them. This is a podcast for people who look at the civilized world and think, no thank you. I'm not interested in a white picket fence, 2.5 kids, alcoholism, divorce, and probably diabetes. My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Men's Movement, the Uncivilized Nation, and the author of Man Uncivilized and Today I Rise. If you're interested in picking up a copy of my new book, Man Uncivilized, please go to manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. If you're interested in joining us for a live recording of this podcast or any other podcast that you hear, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash unplugged. You're welcome to join. You're welcome to become part of this experience where you get to watch the conversation live and chime in with your own questions. And this wouldn't be complete if I didn't thank our amazing sponsor, Cured Nutrition, who makes the best CBD product on the market. Now listen, the only people I'll have sponsored this show are people whose products I use myself and I use Cure's products. I know their CEO, Joseph Sheehy, personally, and I start my day with their Rise product. I end my day with their Zen product. If you're interested in picking up some top quality CBD for you or your pet, go to www.curednutrition.com forward slash uncivilized and enter the discount code uncivilized. Now what we're about to jump into is a live call. So we're gonna start with a meditation. Please enjoy and thank you for supporting Uncivilized Unplugged. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the second part of an interview that started without the microphone working. And without further ado, I have a fascinating human here who I'm going to let jump right into the story that I asked her. I have Kendra Adachi here. Kendra's a coach, a ninja, like an actual ninja, a chef, an entrepreneur, and a wild woman. And I asked her this intriguing question. We'll get more into who she is later on, but I want her to pick right up where she left off. She has one of the most unique relationships to nut butter, as in almond butter, peanut butter, cashew butter all the butters. And I was asking her how that started. Kendra, go. Okay. Thank you so much, Trevor. <laughs> um, it was actually hilarious when you asked me. It actually, like, literally, I felt this crazy memory bank open up inside me. It's funny because nut butter, yes. If you, those of you who know me or who follow me or anything have been in relation to me in any way, shape, or form, you know my affinity for nut butter. And I feel like I've just figured out at this very moment where that started. And so, Long story-ish short, it starts dark. It starts Go dark. For it. And that's We're okay with perfect. Dark it's yeah. great. So I used to be I used to be on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. I was severely depressed in my late teens, early twenties. And previous to that, and what I feel was the reason why I got very much so deep into depression was my lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. I was very much a huge partier. I drank a lot. I did all the drugs mm -hmm. you could possibly think of. Well, except for heroin. I never did heroin. <laughs> <laughs> she never did heroin. I never did heroin. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening. 
And in that, as I was really starting to be like, okay, enough's enough with Mm -hmm. my mental health, I was really starting to recognize simple choices that I was making in my life in regards to lifestyle choices that were really supporting my vitality, my experience of life, my relationships, my relationship to myself, how I moved, how I viewed myself in the world. And um, that got me to very consciously shift into the foods I was consuming. Okay. Um, also ethically, for ethical purposes as well. And that got me to realize, wow, a lot of foods I was consuming were very inflammatory for mm-hmm. my body. Mm-hmm. And I jam a lot about um, physical inflammation is also correlated to emotional inflammation. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that there was definitely a connection to the two. So I started to, you know, move my body, do yoga. There's, that's a whole other story. But I really noticed that things that my body was sort of really addicted to and not, and also I was consciously and emotionally addicted to, to fill voids were lots of processed foods. And so I started, I chose to do a, a huge clean sweep in all areas of my life. Mm-hmm. This was <clears throat> my relationships, people okay. I was hanging out with, the substances I would consume, all the things, and then of course, including food. Mm-hmm. And so I started exploring being in the kitchen, more tactile with my food. So this is before I became a chef. And I feel like this also sparked this interest and making everything from scratch that were sugar-free, gluten-free, like all of the free, dairy-free. This is also when I chose to stop consuming dairy. And I noticed this huge shift in my mind and my body and everything. And I was like, there's something to this. And I felt a lot more clear. Bring in the nut butter because I also have a major sweet tooth. I love desserts. I <laughs> fucking love desserts. I grew up with my butchan, who was my Japanese grandmother and my grandma, in the kitchen making all of the pastries under the sun, and had like just I have such beautiful memories of that. Uh, yeah. And I love baking. Yeah. And so I started to think like, how can I still do that? Yeah. But like in a way that like where I'm at right now in my journey of health, be supportive mm-hmm. to my mental and my physical. Because right now I was. At that moment, I was in a transitionary period of inflammation, emotional, physical to let's like clean this out. Mm -hmm. Let's just like do the healing work and then we can bring in when we feel ready, all the other foods and stuff. Nut butter became a staple in my (laughs) diet. And at this point I was like, it was just Skippy's peanut butter. It was like, it was like just the shit peanut butter. Yeah, it's, and it's it, awful. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. And I was like, I remember looking at the ingredients. I'm like, there's even sugar in there. Yeah. I yeah. can't eat there's that. There's sugar and peanut butter. And everything. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to recognize like health food stores, mm-hmm. health food stores. What? Okay. I also have an affinity for health food stores. And I remember going down the nut butter aisle. I remember being like, what? They make baked peanut butter out of almonds. They make this out of cashews, tahini is sesame. My mind was blown. I looked at the ingredients and I was like, that's it. That's all that's in there. So I bought nut butter. I this bought is the best butter. start to an interview ever. <laughs> I bought almond butter. And given because of where my palate was at, it was quite toxic because of the toxic load of just everything, the medications, foods, everything. When I first tried it, I was like, ugh. Like, I didn't love you it. You didn't like it? I didn't love it. Okay. I, I liked it. I was like, I can work with this. Okay. But I didn't love it because mm-hmm. I just, like, I was coated with, like, toxins. Like, my, I was wired to receive and to crave other things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's yeah, a whole other, whole other conversation. <clears throat> um, makes sense. And so, but what I read, what I kept researching was certain flours, certain recipes you could replace with almond butter. And you could oh. replace it with nut butters. And so I just started experimenting. And I messed up a lot, but they were delicious mess ups and Mm. I could eat them. I could eat those 
recipes at that time because I was cutting out so many other things just to be in that healing state for myself. But I was like, this still tastes like good enough to me. It looks like literally it looks like poop, but it's amazing. (laughs) And it tastes good. What else can I do with this? And that's truly, I was like, what if I used, what if I used tahini? Yeah. What if I used cashew butter? Yeah. And then I just started making these um, with carob because carob is naturally sweet with almond butter. And I would mix that with a bit of coconut oil. So I was making fat bombs before fat bombs were a thing. And I would freeze them. And I was just like, this, this is good. This is good. And this is enough. And then I feel like that's where it started. It really supported my evolution of weaning off medication, cleansing out my body. So I can feel really in tune and clear of like, not only my physical, but my mind. And it just really supported my rewiring to the next stage in my life. So I think that's why Nut Butter and I, like <laughs> our, our homies, we're like, oh my gosh, don't mess with my nut butter. I hear you. Yeah. So people may think I just grabbed a random human, like out of a health food store. I was like, tell me about your nut butter addiction. Mm-hmm. Kendra, give the audience, the listeners, a, I, I know I hate the, like, what do you do? Yeah. But what are you building? What's your mm-hmm. passion? What are you birthing into the world? What are you creating? Thank you. Who, who are you and what are you bringing in 30 seconds? Oh gosh, 30 seconds. I love to inspire enthusiastic play through the physical body. Mm. And I love to show and be a conduit of what's possible mm. given on what I've experienced in my life of literally attempting commit suicide to mm. just loving every day of being like, what else can I do? How can I live more as opposed to how can I live less? Gotcha. So, I, so you're a coach. I'm a coach. Okay. I support people in making truthful, honest decisions for themselves that are mm. radically honest. And I also support them in all areas of life with that. So how being a health coach as well. So really touching in the food part of the relationship with food yeah. and acceptance of your body. And when we really truly have that foundation of loving ourselves, no matter what shape or what have you, yeah. how much like that, that is the essence that is going to support how you'll experience life. Yeah. How to unfold. How to unfold. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. How did you make the decision? <clears throat> so if we back up to the point where you're like, my life's toxic. Yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. What was the catalyst? I, here's why I'm asking you this mm-hmm. question. It's not just what was the catalyst, but for people listening mm-hmm. who go, I want to fucking make the same change myself. Yeah. Can I, can I create a catalyst? Do I have to wait for a catalyst? What was yours? And what do you say to people who know they're ready, but don't accept that they're ready to start making change? It's a really good question. Thanks. Wow. So I, what I would say is you already have the knowing in you. You already have the answer inside of you. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it too much is what's getting in your way. Say more about that. So when you are thinking too much about what do I need to do next? Like, what do I have to wait for? There's nothing to wait for. Mm. There's nothing next. It's right now. It's okay. It depends on what it is that they're seeking. If they're seeking like to have more enthusiastic play in their life, if they're seeking. What does that mean? More enthusiastic play. At least for someone who's listening. That for me is bounding out of bed, feeling so light and healthy that like, first of all, their health isn't even a question. Right. Like, they don't need to give energy towards, oh, do I feel good? Do I feel healthy today? They just are. Like, yeah. they just are. It's getting to that place of like, what can I do with all of this amount of energy? And like, enthusiastically bring it into the world and to receive it as well. Does that make sense? I love it. And it does make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think the general population 
is so far from that. Yes. I, the I idea that. of most people, it's like think about most people's morning. Mm-hmm. It's not bounding out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. literally thinking, when do I get to get back in here yes. and go back to sleep? Mm-hmm. Which is a, a horrible yeah. opening thought. Yeah. So I'm just going to hold that idea that yeah. you hear that people, you can bound out of bed. You, you can. And I've been that person who stayed in bed all day. Mm. And so I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it now. Yeah. And to answer your previous question was honestly, I can't remember the exact moment it happened, but it was literally like in my subconscious and my spirit and my soul, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There was a switch that was like, fuck this. Uh, Like I honestly, it was almost as though like the universe was like, okay, like she's had enough now. Yeah. Fuck this. Fuck this. And that was when, I also just really started to like to move my body as in physically, as in as physically in exercise, as in, yeah, running, as, in, as, in, as in as in running, running was what well, I've, I've been practicing martial arts throughout my life. Okay. Running was something that like, I literally like I had that moment and I was just like, fuck this. And I, I knew I didn't want to do the huge deed of committing suicide because yeah. I love my family too much. Yeah. That's its own story, but I needed to like get it the fuck out of my system. And for me, it was to, so to go back to answer that question, it was like, I got out of my head and I was just like, what, do, what is my body asking me to do? Oh, wow. And say, it was, say that again, please. So what was my body asking me to do? I got out of my head. And what do you mean by what was my body asking you to do? Move. It, it was asking you to move it. Move it. Move it. And I remember, Traver, this is so crazy. I remember the day that had, I had never ran like yeah. for the sake of running yeah. ever. It's a terrible idea. It, <laughs> it seemed like one. And right. I literally, I, at this moment, I wasn't running for exercise. I was running literally uh, to like run away, yeah. but in a healthy manner, like not don't run away from your body. Just run. But like just run right. to move. And I just was like, it was like a somatic release for me. Mm. And I remember I started crying. Yeah. I remember I just, I also, then I started laughing. Yeah. And I remember just like feeling my breath and the blood throughout my veins and be like, my body is so alive. Yeah. I just remember that moment. I remember being like this. Yeah. Like I just listened to this intuitive thing that happened in my body that said, fuck it. It was like, get out of my head, in my body, move, whatever the fuck that led me to. So to answer your question, again, from the previous, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Right, And that wasn't the purpose. Right. The purpose was, I'm listening to what's the next step. I hope everyone hears this, who is part of the epidemic of stuckness, adopts that that phrase, fuck this. Fuck this. And just starts moving. Mm -hmm. Move your body. Do the things, right? That's And you know what? That's just it. And that's something that I've carried with me ever since then, really, is if I'm feeling like so in my head, like you see me, we mm-hmm. live here, I'm moving quite often. Yeah. And a lot of it is because like I'm at the state now where like, I just love to move. Yeah. I just love to move now. But there are days where I'm like, I, I'm in here. I'm mm-hmm. in my head. It's, I know if I stay here where that gets me and mm-hmm. it's not healthy and it's not good for me or my relationships, there I am overthinking, just move. Mm-hmm. Like go to the beach, go swimming, like just, just move. And let it, let it just flow and trust it. Trust it. Is that something you prescribe to clients? All the time. Yeah. All the time. And just to give you guys some context, uh, Kendra and I have lived together with a couple other people down here in Costa Rica. So when she says, uh, you've seen me get up and move, this girl's moving constantly, either working out, going to the beach, you're, you're just, you are the movement mm-hmm. of the house. One, isn't it kind of unique that someone has to hire a coach to mm-hmm. prescribe movement? Right. And two, 
what do you think, or what do you see in your clients? What are some things that start to happen for them when you have prescribed movement for them? Confidence mm. really shows up. Wow. Like laughter, lightness. Huh. I've heard a lot of like, I feel lighter. Huh. And it's not like, it's not like a physical, like, okay, we released weight lighter, but it's right, like right. an actual energetic, like I feel lighter. Mm. And I usually prescribe it quote unquote before there's like a heavy conversation to happen uh. before there's like, you know, a big decision or something. When the thoughts are coming in, if they have like a big something, whatever that is, put on your favorite song and just fucking dance. Mm. There was a client I had who every day and we did it together. We would send each other a, a message after or before we were going to do it. We would have a sexy dance each day. And she, <laughs> wait, 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 what was it? A sexy dance? A sexy dance. A okay. sexy dance. So it was like, put on whatever song you're feeling badass to and like get the fuck in your body and mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. And the way that this woman would like show up, I use a specific app where I can see their faces. It's yeah. called Marco Polo. Yeah. The way she would show up, she would just be like in her body and just, uh, it was like a foreign place for her to be. Yeah. And uh, not only did she feel more confident herself, but she felt really confident in having this conversation and speaking her truth, speaking up for herself. Mm-hmm. So other things I've noticed is that they are like, they have this confidence, like, yeah, speak up for themselves to use their voice. Right. To really like, while they're moving their body, they're like, I'm so safe in myself. Does that make sense? In a sense of power? In a sense of, I would say empowerment. Okay. Empowerment. In a sense of like owning. In a sense of like, what I have to say matters. Yeah. There's something really magical in when we come back into our breath, into our bodies and we get out of our head and we're not overthinking that we're just, I feel like we get more connected to that essence. For sure. As someone who works with and engages in exercise all the, or movement all the time, mm-hmm. how do you differentiate the difference for people who are listening to this and go, yep, I checked the box, I, I exercise myself to fucking death, yeah. and yet I'm still unhappy, unmotivated, inflamed, and in my head. Yeah. How do you differentiate? Yeah. Because when you said to me, play, mm-hmm. and you say, like, I had someone do a sexy dance, mm-hmm. A part of my brain lights up that's so different than I had them do 150 burpees and exercise. Can you share or shed some light on the different, is it frame or approach or for people who are like, I do work out, damn it. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Great question. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> I was like, damn. It's a question that you ask, am I doing this out of fear? Am I doing this out of love? Including movement. Including movement. Say more about that. Check in with yourself. So this is something else that I say to clients and to a lot of people. So I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and she had a goal to kind of get like, she just left a relationship Mm. and she was like, okay, I want to get back to me again. Mm -hmm. And like, what I was like, what's me? And she's like, well, I used to be this weight. Mm. And to me, I was like, well, you are you, you are this person. What does it mean? Like how, how would you losing that weight make you more or less of who you are? Yeah. More or less you. Yeah. Yeah. And the approach that was apparent was when she was going into her workout was just like, I'm doing this. It's almost like, like, if you've ever heard the term revenge body, Yeah. it was like a revenge body. So it was Mm. like a, it was like coming out of this anger, fear place. Mm. And I was like, here's the thought. What if, what if before you went, you actually like intentionally were with your, was with yourself and said, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I love myself because my vessel is fucking brilliant and I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because 
I want to be, I want to be strong to be able to hug my parents as they get older. And I want to be strong for when I have kids and I can lift them up. Mm -hmm. That fuel is love Mm -hmm. as opposed to I'm doing this to get back. And so, and so I'm doing this because I don't like the way I look. And that's all, that's all aggression. That's all anger. That's all coming from a place of, it's just unsustainable. Yeah. And I recognize that there's work involved in that. Yeah. Like there's work involved in, okay, great. I just, I love myself and now I'm going to go work out. Right. It's so much deeper than that. And that's where I feel like the coaching I do is like where that comes in or having somebody in your corner to be like, okay, we need to get to the root causes. So like, what, why are you doing this? Mm. And something that I've also noticed, um, I was in a Muay Thai class the other day and I was supporting doing some sit-ups with a, my partner and he was almost like going to fail. Like he was, he was, I shouldn't say fail, <laughs> but he was, he was his getting, his abs were going to fail. His abs were going to fail. Okay. He was getting really tired. And I said, do mm. it for your pet. Like mm. do who's like, who, if you have a pet and he was like, for soul, her, her name's soul. It's, she's a cat. And, she, like, <laughs> and she, he came back and he was like, all right, I'm doing this. And yeah. it's just like, that love is fuel. Do it out of love, not out of fear. And I feel like when we can get to that mindset, mm-hmm. that mind frame, that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then you also feel so much more like, like empowered again yeah. in that sense. Like you show up, not just for yourself, but you, you, you showed up for others. So do you see it as an epidemic of people operating out of a fear mindset? Mm-hmm. So even people who are doing the exercise, they're not getting a full body, full soul benefit. Yeah. They're just getting a molecular benefit. Yeah. Which then most likely if they're doing it out of a state of fear, they're probably sabotaging later mm-hmm. to keep in that that loop. So how do you then with, with with a particular client who's doing that, how do you get someone to go from I'm doing this for the revenge body, which we we get will last yeah. like three and a half weeks in, you're not gonna yeah. you're gonna be revenge drinking. Yes, uh, totally. how, how do you shift them into the long term? Uh, I'm going to do this for the next 40 years because yeah. I do want my, I want to see my grandkids. Yeah. How do you help people shift that? So it's dependent on the person okay. and what they're working on. Um, but I would just say as some things that we can work on is bringing more elements of light into their life. And by okay. that, I mean, there's always going to be dark. There's always going to be light. For sure. um, the dark can't show up without the light and vice versa. So it's actually something that a coach passed on to me is I will literally get them to write either like a, a confidence catalog of sorts or something that brings mm. them light. So an example would be, I love to cook. So yeah. if I'm feeling in any way in that fear mindset, I'm doing things, I will consciously do things and I'll get my clients to like make the time to do things that bring them light and joy. So for me, I love to cook. I'll go play in the kitchen. Yeah. For some people, it's painting, it's drawing, it's playing the instrument. It's bringing in more of that, making that a priority. Yeah. So basically make the things that you're passionate about a priority. Mm. And what I find and what I witness is when you make more time for creativity and just for yourself, and even if it's like spending time with my dog, like pets mm. are a huge, have been a huge therapy for me. It's cultivating that love again. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a reminder of like, huh, when I am healthy, I can do this more. And oh, say that again. When I'm healthy, I can do this more. Yeah. When I'm healthy, I can do the things I love more. Yeah. And generally, the things that we love actually really support other people and we're in contribution to other people. Right. And that's kind of a next piece. It's like, do more things that are in contribution. 
Mm. But like starting with yourself, noticing that like, hey, when you paint that thing and other people look at it, it's like you've created an experience for them. Mm -hmm. When you've created a meal and you have leftovers, you've created that experience for them. Or yeah, you put on a song and you start dancing and if somebody else is around and they start dancing too, you've Mm -hmm. created that experience for them. And when you share that, you can kind of subconsciously, but I also like to show my clients, like, look what you created. Yeah. You get to be like, I did that. And when I'm healthy, I can do more of this. When I'm healthy, I can be more in contribution. And that is something that we all really, truly want to, is to contribute. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to contribute when we're not in a good state of health. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. It's, you know, I used to work with and work for billionaires. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that could take them down was their health. Yeah. It's like, that's, it doesn't matter if you have Jesus money, if you have gout and your big toe is swollen, you're fucked. You're fucked for the day. You get a UTI. It doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars in your bank account. It burns to pee. That's (laughs) distracting. That's what you you probably know more than I do. It's awful Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be a good day yet. How do we shift? And let's just go global. How do we shift people? Because you are probably the healthiest eater I've ever met. <laughs> That's not, and I'm going to say this truly without, without judgment. That's not crazy, mm-hmm. right? That you still eat dessert. You still you yeah. laugh around meals. You're not yeah. like, oh my God, I can't eat that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. this beautiful blend of a fuck ton of vegetables <laughs> made with joy, made with love, made by hand and creative like your meals look beautiful and then you said it there's dessert there's the nut butter obsession that we (laughs) opened with one how did we get so off track as a as a culture we'll use that word as a culture Mm -hmm. with health being the last priority and two not to turn this into every other question of like how do we shift it back but how do people shift it back how does the listener who's in this going like i don't even know where to fucking begin diet coke is diet so therefore, it's got to be okay for me. How does that person take the very first step into plant-based, into mm. more vegetables, into yeah. understanding what vegetables are? Right. And does it start with knowledge or does it start with giving a fuck? I feel like it starts with giving a fuck. Okay. I so like give fucks. Give fucks. There we go. It's an and also podcast. fuck this. Give, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck this. Give fucks. There we go. Um, Okay, so many things to say about this. Again, profound, great question, Trainer. Mm-hmm. First, I just want to touch on, um, I used to be orthorexic. Okay. Um, and for people, for who, people don't who don't know what, know what that, that is, it is an eating disorder where you are obsessed with clean eating. To the point, clean eating. Clean eating. Okay. To the point where <clears throat> I had no social life. And mm. I, I write about this. I speak about this. I, would, I could consume all the green smoothies and green salads, but my mental state was so attached it was so obsessed mm. to what I was putting in my body it was like my mental health shifted into this other realm it also came after some trauma yeah which is a whole other story and I had no social life and community is health community and contribution as I mentioned earlier that is a huge aspect to health so I just wanted to say that where I am now with my health journey yeah. I used to be like very obsessed. And now, yes, I laugh. I'm so grateful to be in this place where like I laugh around food. I yeah. eat desserts pretty much every night yeah. and it's all love. It's all fucking love. Can we go back there real quick? Yeah. So you wouldn't eat in public? Rarely. 
I would eat in public because I needed to know what was in every single ingredient. If I didn't know what the heck was going on with salad dressing or what kind of salt I used, I wouldn't eat there. I would what not. was the anxiety? It was, I'm going to be I'm poisoning myself or it's like a competition internally to, to be the healthiest. It was like, it was, it was severe control. Uh, it was like so much control. It was, yeah. It was like this point of, I needed to be in complete control of absolutely every single thing that went into my body. Wow. And that is its own whole other yeah. thing of like where that came from. Sure. There was like bullying involved, sexual abuse was involved, yeah. past of that, and like a, a bunch of stuff. Trauma. Trauma. Right. Full With a capital T, trauma. Yes. The yeah. biggest. <laughs> the biggest capital okay. T. And so I just want to say that again, with some of the work I do is because I've experienced that. I also know what it is to transition to really be free flowing, loving around food in general. So to go back to your other question of like, what's the first step for a person to do like diet Coke is diet. Yeah. It is to give a fuck. Okay. It is to give a fuck. Not only for some people, the fuel to make the changes is going to be different for other people. For some people it's the health of their body, of course, Mm -hmm. the health of like, Hey, my, my parents have cancer. I don't want that. I've got kids Mm -hmm. for some people. It, they got to think bigger and they have to think ethically. Mm-hmm. And I've had some clients where like, okay, I'm, I'll eat whatever the fuck. But if I know that by me consuming this is hurting the planet, mm-hmm. then that I'll, I'll consider it. Mm-hmm. I'll consider it. So it's giving a fuck in a way that's actually going to like speak to your heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say it's really individual too. When I'm working with clients, I'm like, what is that for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be like your motivation, your driving force? Like, yeah. Is your cat soul going to be on death's door if yeah. you don't finish? I don't know if you don't decide to make some changes in your lifestyle. Yeah, whatever that is. So it's giving a fuck. And um, you mentioned vegetables a lot, which yes, yeah. I'm a, I love vegetables. Yes, eat more vegetables. Great for you. Be conscious about where you get, get them from. All that stuff. And that's not going to be for everybody either. Right. Like vegetables work really great in my body. Mm. And. And what I sometimes do with clients too is you recognize what is your unique bio individuality. Mm -hmm. So my partner, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, Mm -hmm. he's not great with raw veggies Mm -hmm. and more steamed, more what have you, more like root vegetables. His body loves that. Mm -hmm. If I were to give him a raw salad, it would just wreak havoc on his system and on all of us who live here. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Jeremy. Um, So it's, it's giving a fuck and it's, it's experimenting. Okay. It's experimenting of like, what is, what is going to work with me? And something that I do want to say is when I was in that transition healing period Mm -hmm. of like cutting out all the stuff, I feel like that is necessary, not necessarily for every single person, but a variation of that to really get into like, okay, what have I been consuming all these years that is inflammatory for me? Oh yeah. And so you can really like on a physical level, figure out like, what am I actually allergic to? And I've been eating my whole life. Right. So really cleaning those that are really like figuring out what's working for you, what's not working for you. Mm-hmm. That I feel like is an important place to be. Most important around all of this, which is part of the giving a fuck, is what is your emotional state when you're consuming food? Mm, say more about that. So what I talk about my clients is like, how are you feeling while you're eating, before you're eating, while you're eating, and after you're eating? So if before you're eating, you're really anxious and you're about to sit down and you're like, you're breathing really, really quickly. And you're like, oh fuck, I got to eat this really, really quickly. And I'm just like in this really shit mood and all this stuff. 
it's so likely your body's not going to assimilate anything. Mm. And if anything, you're just going to get like, like knots in your stomach and you're just like, it's not going to feel good. It's completely alleviated the purpose of having a sensational experience of delicious tastiness, <laughs> and, <laughs> which is so, oh, I'm all about that. And afterwards, are you going to be like, fuck, why did I eat that? I'm so right. angry at myself, self-judgment, uh-huh. self, all of this. That of course is totally going to fuck with how your body is going to simulate anything. Yeah. Conversely, if you sit down, no matter what the food is, and of course I'm all about whole foods, healthy, all those things, but no matter what the food is, if you sit down with it and you're like, you've breathed, mm-hmm. you're in a state of calm, you've checked in and you're like, Hey, I'm calm right now. I'm ready to receive this. And you are with it and you enjoy it no matter what it is. Like let it be a donut smothered in nut butter and mm-hmm. ice cream. Wonderful enjoying every moment and afterwards you're like that was divine yeah i just had an experience a memory Mm. i am so satisfied i'm just the happiest human allow yourself to be there for sure that is going to stimulate your body's not going to feel as inflamed maybe it will a little bit yeah but the again coming from love eating out of love and not eating out of fear Mm. is the other piece it's the same thing as with the movement i love it a flag in my head went up mm-hmm. when you used one of my favorite words, control. Oh, so can we talk? About- <laughs> oh my God, Let's talk about control. Let's talk about control. Here's what I, I think this would be a great thing to, to finish with. Mm-hmm. If orthorexia is hyper controlled yes. and it says it's diet, so it has to be good for me mm-hmm. is complete abdication of control. It's like giving it away to like, oh, I trust Coca-Cola. They seem to be good people. I think they're owned by Philip Morris. They're also good people, whatever. How do you recommend people swim in the middle? Find that middle ground for themselves? How did you? And how does someone go? Because I think a lot of people don't go down the health road because it's so overwhelming. And I think that on some level, people are going to be afraid yeah. that if I, once I know this isn't good for me, I'm not going to be able to eat it anymore. Yeah, totally. So I don't want to, I don't want to go the control route. Yeah. I'm okay with diabetes as long as I don't have to think about it until I'm 50. So how do you do that? How do you blend control and out of control? And how do you recommend people do it with both movement, play, right. life, all the things? So, okay. A few things um, is it's not black and white. Not black and white. Uh, it, you can have both and, mm. and so it's it's really comes down to. I've got a couple practices that I do, and I, it's they're more like visual visualizations that I would for some of my clients I've gone through, and I do it with myself is when making a decision on anything. and it's just like actually putting yourself just to really quickly. And people want to know more about it. You can like DM me or whatever because it's actually kind of more of a process sure. for me to like talk about. But it's really like feeling into, would this expand me? Would this contract me? Is this going to add to my life or is this going to subtract to my life? Mm-hmm. And Can you say those again slowly? Will this add to my life or will this subtract from my life? Will this, will this expand me or will mm-hmm. this contract me? Okay. Kind of the same concept. Yeah. But what I would definitely say is it's really getting to the root cause of why. Why are you showing up and wishing to be in a better state of health because mm. for most people if you are listening to this if you are even curious about it there's an innate knowing in you that knows that you you're being in a better health is 
not only is it your birthright mm -hmm. to be in the best state of your health ever. And as you mentioned, without your health, really like you're multi billionaires, fucked. you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. And so it really comes down to uh, how do I answer this without like, I really would just love to coach the people. <laughs> do you want to lead us through something? Okay. So, yeah. I'll, okay. Okay. Maybe I'll just leave this. <laughs> yeah. so one, one thing that I would say for some people that have the hesitation of like, okay, I'm afraid to know what's going to harm me. So therefore I don't want to go there. That is orthorexia. I like discovered all the things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I eat even a drop of fried oil, all this stuff's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's again, coming down to an awareness of when we give something a lot of fear. So it comes back down to really simply the fear out of fear of out of love. Yeah. And if I am going to be approaching food or something out of a lot of fear, it feels so contracting to me mm. and my mind will create that. Mm -hmm. It will create that experience. I will, it's like the nocebo effect or placebo. Effect, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, different, same. That's so that's the biggest thing that anybody can take away is really ask is this coming out of fear, is this coming out of love? But to, to guide you through something, let's say you have a decision to make, whether it's coconut water or diet coke. And you love diet coke. You grew up in this stuff and it's fizzy and it's doing its fizzy thing. But you innately know, <laughs> like I used to love Coke. Coke and like melted cheese all over nacho chips, that was a thing. And <laughs> <laughs> But let's say you have the two options, but you innately know that like, Hey, like the aspartame and like the, the corporation, like, I don't want to give my money to this. And instead I want to give my money to the coconut water people, mm -hmm. but I'm craving this. What I would guide people through is, okay, you have a decision to make. Let's visualize you are drinking the Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Let's visualize, let's go there. Let's see, have it in your hand and you're drinking it. What does it feel like in your body? Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you feel like? And what do you feel like when you put it down? Are you feeling a little bit of judgment around yourself? Are you feeling a bit like, oh, like, you know, really gassy and bloaty and like that kind of that sugar rushing? Or maybe you don't. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. And let's say you do the ice cold coconut water and visualize that you're drinking that. How does your body feel after that? Mm -hmm. What is your body actually responding with? And which one feels like an expansion? So for everybody, that's going to be different. For me, for example, I get like tingles in my arms. Mm. I literally feel like I'm like, like my posture gets better. I'm like, oh, like I'm proud. I'm mm. really fucking proud of my choice. Wow. As opposed to the other one, I'm like, eh, like I kind of like cave in a little bit. I yeah. just, I'm like, I'm not stoked. I'm yeah. just like, I've got judgment on that. Like I'm angry now a little bit. I feel a bit irritable. Yeah. That's a no. And then also just really, really conscious. Like when we're in that energy state, how do you go about your life the rest of the day mm. and you can likely recall on some experiences where like I made a poor choice and now like I'm all upset about it and now right, I'm going right. to be a dick to all the people because I'm <laughs> like I'm drank the coke and whatever or whatever that is for you maybe, <laughs> maybe you drink the, the coconut water and that wasn't your truth whatever <laughs> it's like wow like really being present with like this is how it makes me feel and this is how it makes me react and like is it really fucking worth it yeah is it worth it? Is it coming out of fear? Is it coming out of love? I'm not sure if that was really supportive for people. No, it's super helpful. I think that what you, what you hit on is, am I proud of my decision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the only decision you get to be proud of is limiting. Right. It ties into all of what you said of, am I proud of how I approach this? Mm. Am, am I proud of the choice I made? Because I made it because one, this is just fucking delicious yeah. and I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And that's my life's going to go on and be great. And I'm not going to judge myself for it. Or am I proud of it because I'm working towards a goal and the goal is to be healthier and this fits that goal. Mm -hmm. I think that idea of just pride, even mm -hmm. if you say the word, 
right? Like we, yeah. our shoulders go back, our head mm-hmm. comes up. It's like, yeah, I'm on my own team. Mm-hmm. I'm That's advocating so for myself. Like I'm the CEO of my own health. <clears throat> and that means I got to have some delicious shit. Yeah. And I got to have lots of vegetables. And we can just stop drinking soda, maybe <laughs> all together, because this shit's poison. Maybe <laughs> once a year you do it, just stop it. Beautiful. I think that's really going to be helpful for yeah, people. Yeah. Great way to recap it is just, I just want to say this. Sure. Honor. Honor mm-hmm. is a huge word. That, that to me is tied in with being proud and mm-hmm. being prideful of your decisions. And something that I say is honor by health. Mm. And so what I mean by that is the choices that we make that make us feel proud, the choices that we make that make us feel healthy, we're honoring our health, mm-hmm. we're honoring ourselves. But by doing that, we're actually honoring every other person around us. Right. It's like Jim Rohn's quote, which is one of my favorite. I'll take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. Oh, and that's something that I hammer into my clients and I hammer into myself every yeah. day. It's not only honoring yourself and your relationships, but collectively as well and the planet yeah. because when we make these choices to eat healthier and or whatever that is for you it does raise our awareness of where is this coming from what is this affecting mm-hmm. it will connect to a broader range than just you that makes sense will you say that quote one more time the Jim Rohn one yeah I will take care of me for you if you take care of you for me we're going to end on that mm-hmm. Kendra First of all, thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. Yes, so are you. Second, how do people get more of you? Where do they find you? Where do you hang out? How do people contact you? Yes. How do they work with you? How do they get this vast library of knowledge on all the things and, and change their lives? Thanks, Traver. Mm-hmm. Currently, you can mostly find me on Instagram, which is at Adachi Kendra, A-D-A-C-H-I-K-E-N-D-R-A, or adachikendra.com is my website, but mostly Instagram, which may or may not change to the wild Adachi. <laughs> I'm still feeling into it. That might happen. I don't know. I'll let you know. Until then, it's Adachi Kendra. It's Adachi Kendra until maybe a week from now when it's the wild Adachi. Which is so possible. <laughs> Please find this woman, seek her out, follow her, find her recipes, model. If you want to change your life, model how she lives. And I think that's the greatest compliment you can give to people of... Yeah, live how Kendra lives. It's it's gonna be a fucking adventure. <laughs> That's thank, thank you, Traver. Yeah, thank you again. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Uncivilized Unplugged. This is Traver Boehm, your host. If you're interested in joining us for one of these live, for sitting and watching and being a part of the show itself, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash unplugged, hop in your email, and you'll get a notification of how you can join. If you're interested in working with me or following any of my work with men, please go to Instagram and at TraverBohm, T-R-A-V-E-R-B-O-E-H-M. Every day I do a post, a video, or something about how to get you or a man you know from A to B. And if you're interested in buying my world-shaking book, this thing is really causing a stir right now, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. And lastly, please drop my sponsor some love, Cured Nutrition, www.curednutrition.com forward slash uncivilized discount code uncivilized.
You guys, I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for joining. Please help me share this. Please help me spread the word. And as you know, go be a fucking legend.